Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 661 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Bash Chamberlain is along to let us know about Jam Rock Fridays taking place at the North Street Social. That's a little treat there. Brilliant jamming session, brilliant music. More details on that very soon, including the jingle. Plus, on top of that, we'll be hearing from Sam Lambeth. He's got a brand new single, which is out there now. Hearing from him on an updated version of a song that you may know. We'll be having a bit of an ask with Kelly Jeffs at the Lighthouse, all about what is ongoing down there, the brilliant films they've got on, and some fab stuff for the kids during the half-term week. Plus... The wonderful Osmond's musical is going to be at the Grand Theatre in March. Well worth a look. We are talking to the five boys playing the Osmonds as they tell the tale, share the music and have an awesome time on stage with what is an amazing era of music and one of the biggest and earliest boy bands out there. That's all coming up on the show this week. From the 15th through to the 19th of March, we have The Osmonds, the musical, a new musical that's just had its world premiere. It's arriving at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre, and I'm joined now by the boys who are doing their thing on stage as one of the biggest boy bands in the world ever. Hello, lads. Hello. Hello. Right, so I've got to remember all the names. We've got Alex, Ryan, Jamie, Joseph, and Danny. Is that about right? That's right. 10 points to Gryffindor. (laughs) Right, Okay. so let's run round the list and, uh, and, and get full details from each of you on who you are and which is the, uh, the the biggest moment in the show for you to start off with. And we'll begin with Danny, who's just coming to the end of a bit of a self-isolation period due to the old COVID. So, uh, Danny, you're up first. Tell us more. So, I'm Danny. I play Wayne. Probably my favourite moment of playing Wayne is uh, when I sing Rain In. I've got a song in the second act, which is a lovely, heartfelt ballad. And I feel like it um, really uh, encapsulates... Oh, it's not even a word. Uh, it really captures what my character's going through throughout the throughout the story, and it really uh, sort of brings my story character arc to a close. Um, so that's a really nice moment for my character. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. I'm Ryan. I I play Meryl, uh, and one of my highlights of the show is probably uh, a moment towards the end when it kind of my character specifically goes on this. Um, kind of mental down points and then gets brought up by the brothers and kind of goes on this journey of like always seeking for something more you know um and then at the end when all the brothers kind of come together and grip holds together that's kind of a highlight for me it is a bit of an emotional roller coaster you are following the family story and like any family in the public eye it does make it hard work we'll talk a little bit more about that in a short while's time i mean well joseph let's go with you and your character please hello i'm joseph and i played donnie and i think obviously there is so many moments in the show where we like share lovely moments with brothers but i think for me personally, it's it's singing puppy love. I think hey. it's just <laughs> I didn't quite realise how the reaction was going to be from the audience when I sing this song, but it's just been insane. Banners come out, hats come out, people are standing <laughs> up. Apparently, someone had um, a pair of knickers in their hand the other day that they were going to throw, so that would have been fun. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that moment for me is quite special. 
Okie dokie. Uh, Alex, you're next. Uh, I'm Alex. I play Jay, and my favourite bit is the end when we all wave and say goodbye. We've <laughs> 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 done the job. Uh, no, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I'd, actually, you know what? To be fair, going with that, I'd say at the end of the show, the the last twenty minutes of the show are kind of um, a big concert, a big party, really, and. We kick him like we love me for a reason. We go into he's my brother. We go into crazy horses. We go into lazy river. We do this lovely kind of moment where we all feel a bit like rock stars. Yeah. And uh, and the moment that crazy horses intro kicks off, um, <laughs> the place absolutely falls apart. And <laughs> to have the reactions we've had to the show so far, it's just been absolutely incredible. So I'd say for me, the, la the last 20 minutes of the show, you've been working for the last two hours to get to this moment where it all comes back together, and we. We give the people what they want in that bit, I think. And we yeah. love giving them what they want. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Jamie, tell us about you. Uh, yeah, so I'm Jamie. I'm playing Alan Osman. Um, and yeah, my favourite part is but similar to Alex, but the end of the show, um, but probably going from the scene where we kind of see Alan and Jay rekindle. Um, they're, they're, you know, they, they, they apologise and they, and they kind of make up for some of the more emotional parts of the show. Um, and that for me is quite, um, yeah, it's quite a roller coaster from what Alan's been through in the start of the show and to get to the end and for them to clear it up and to really feel that kind of like special bond again between the brothers. And then to go into Love Me For A Reason and seeing that when you feel all unified and together is pretty special, so yeah. And this is amazing because it is official as well. Jay's been working with you on this and uh, it, it must be awesome actually getting their basically source material on each of the characters. Yeah, <laughs> it's great in a way to, especially as an actor for me, playing the person whose life story you're telling, it makes it that there's a great deal of responsibility and pressure there when they're sat in the room in front of you, but it's also like an encyclopedia of knowledge about their life. So instead of going as a character or as an actor, like, well, what would my character do? What would my character feel? How would they do in this? Just go and ask him. Yeah, Jay, oh, what do you think about this? How, how, how did this work? Oh, great, I'll do that then. Um, but, but I mean, you, you are creating the, the music of the Osmonds. And I, I know all of you have worked uh, extensively in, in, in theatre in some way. There's, there's TV, there's film roles in all of your back catalogues. Uh, if, if we look at the number of lines you guys have got when it comes to, to CV, it runs into you know, something as long as your arm. But, uh, but and bringing that experience to this role and, and and getting to perform these songs by, as we said, one of the biggest boy bands in the world ever and one of the original big boy bands in the world ever, that must be in itself uh, not only a challenge, but jolly good fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty special. I mean, to stand there, I'm, I mean, unlike these guys, I haven't got a, a back catalogue of, of <laughs> theatre. So this is my debut. So um, it's quite special to be able to stand there and 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 have this as a debut and be able to perform to those. I don't think any of us understood what level of love we were gonna get from the fans. And it was mm -hmm. important to us to make sure over anything else that we made sure that we made the fans happy over anybody else. And it seems like we are, and all the feedback we've had is that they're loving it. So to see them on their feet every night screaming, it just makes us realize how massive the Osmonds were and how, loved they were and it's yeah it's a special special feeling to be able to like honor them and, and do that mm. and perform as them yeah and i mean danny we're leaving you out a little bit because you can't get a word in edgeways with these guys <laughs> who are, are all at the theater at the minute uh, <laughs> okay, but, there's, there's a 
slight delay in everything. So I'm like, do I go, do I not? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it is difficult when you are the remote one. But I mean, th there were times where that was what it was like in the Osmonds. It was one of them who was a bit remote and, and they sort of came back into the fold. And it, I mean, what's it like? Because I mean, you've got to be behave like brothers. So has there been any brotherly japes been played on each other during rehearsal? <laughs> it's actually been quite funny because we met each other a little bit before the process started and we had like a, a day to like start singing the songs and it, I think it was crazy how quickly we all got on and I think it, we are literally like brothers in a way yeah we literally are and we know a lot about each other now and it's been so special to have such a connection with these four boys and it's been brilliant okay let's let's go around the table then i want uh, i want to eat from each of you i want a random fact about one of the others that that, that, that is that yeah, sort of <laughs> cements the friendship so no everything broadcastable please uh so danny you can go first go on name name and shame what fact would you pick up on any of the other boys um uh <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> things that we can say before the watershed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know uh that's a hard Cru cruel or kind? Anything at all? Who's your favourite um, then? I, I did. I, <laughs> make it easier. Um, well, uh, I mean, when I met when I met Joey, he was a lot smaller than I thought he would be. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I guess what because we were all quite new to each other, weren't we? We we all didn't know each other beforehand. However, Jamie and Alex did know each other. So that was quite interesting, f figuring out what our dynamic was like as a five when a few of us already knew each other or knew of each other. Same with uh, Ryan and Alex, actually, because they'd done a few shows together. Whereas I knew of people but didn't really know anyone. You basically so stalked them on Instagram and that was about as far as it went. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, you sort of, you, know, you, meet, you meet people through the audition process and things like that. Um, but as, as Joe was saying, it was nice to, you know, how quickly we all got on really well. Um, and it was like I'd known it, them all for, for ages. And, you know, the, the longer we spend with each other, the, the, the closer we're getting and the more fun we're having. So I'm sure there'll be more uh, brotherly tricks <laughs> on each other throughout the contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, have you got any goss on Jamie then? Well, I've known Jamie since he was about 13 years old singing, was it Dance With Me Tonight by Ollie Murs in a local <laughs> talent show? My name is Jamie. Nice to meet you again, I tell you, baby. <laughs> so, one of the videos that will come out, and um, me and Ryan of this fourth, third, fourth? fourth? Fourth job we've done together. And Ryan has a very specific vocal warm up that he does before every <laughs> single show, where cer certain noises come out of this man that are not human noises. And it sounds like there's a bit of an exorcism going on. But then he goes out on stage, and this walloping rock star god of a voice comes out of the man. But, but and we all go, maybe we should warm up. Maybe we should be making those noises even. Does it annoy you boys by sound? No, we just hear you from Margaret. We were doing, we were, when we performed on Dancing with the Stars the other day, they were all dancing, they were obviously, we were kind of backstage and they were doing some of the practicing and everything and recording. And all we, I was down at one end of this massive studio going to the toilet and from the other end, I can hear, yeah! <laughs> like, shoot, and I'm going, they're filming, and Ryan's just like, he just doesn't.
Yeah, he's like, right, but whatever it is he does, it works miracles. Yeah. <laughs> word, the, the the noise that comes out of this man when a microphone's in front of him and there's music, it is it's one of those voices that has to be heard to be believed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll give uh, uh, Ryan the chance to name him after the Greek he's got there. Ryan, come on, a story about one of the boys. So I think <laughs> I balance out the testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they are the most cheekiest yeah. bunch of lads I've ever met. And I love it. Uh, there's nothing in particular that I can say. Um, <laughs> Not apart, publicly, anyway. Yeah, uh, without having to go beep, beep, beep. Uh, but all I will say is that they are the cheekiest bunch of boys I've ever met. And I'll also go as far to say that he's possibly one of the cheekiest boys. <laughs> so we've worked out that you get on well. It's a good uh, atmosphere. It's going to be awesome. And you'll bring, you bring that to the stage as well. And I think that's, that's, again, another important part of it. I mean, it's been an extensive rehearsal process because this has to be right. It is the official story of the Osmonds. And it's a chance to, to share with the world. And, and who knows where this is going to go next? I mean, they, they, you, you're already touring nationally. Anything can happen from here, can't it? I, th I think that that's the hope. You know, the show is still very much in its infancy. And if you look at new shows in the States, you know, you'd try it out of town for three, four months before you'd even look at going to somewhere bigger like Broadway. And then you'd even go into previews there as well. So we're, you know, very much at the early stages of something. But if the audience reaction is anything to go by and the interest in the piece so far, it's that we think we could, could really be onto something really special here. And it tells the this the story behind the smiles of you know this incredible family that have survived 60 years in show business and that there's so much interest and intrigue to that with this great back catalogue of songs and i think you know we all felt the responsibility coming in to represent them well because you know we don't look like them we aren't them as such we're not really going for looky likes and like a tribute show but honoring them and their spirit has been integral to all of us in in this process and to the writers to sean and julian throughout to everyone involved it's honoring the spirit of the family and what they're about whilst sharing sharing their story with the world it's almost like a living memoir um rather than like an autobiography on the page um it's kind of a really special thing to see people react to as well. I think it's the, the audience reactions of what have just blown us all away so far. Um, so yeah, going back to your original point on that is let, let's hope the sky's the limit for it. If, if people keep loving it and keep wanting to see it and keep buying tickets, then hopefully I'll still be playing Jay Osmond when I'm 42. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be amazing. But I mean, the other amazing thing is the costumes. Some of the outfits that the guys wore when they were doing this back in the day, you have recreated. And I, you, you've probably never seen so much nylon or man-made materials in your life, have you? <laughs> no, it's pretty crazy. Some of the costumes we're, we've got, I mean, and the changes as well. We, uh, oh. we I mean, the, the <laughs> costume changes. It's as if we're doing magic. I think for for, for the people watching it, because we go off stage and about five seconds later we come on in a completely different costume, and none of it's layered. We're all just going mental. That, that stage, are not easy genuinely. to get into either. Yeah, and it's all poppered shirts and like <laughs> tight flares and things. And you, but it looks the the costume design. And the, sh the stage design looks yeah. incredible and the way they've set it all up and the way they've used, because um, obviously the Osmonds all had their colours. And so we all have our colour as one of the Osmond brothers and they've, they've, they've tried to make our costumes, whatever it is, whether it's day wear or whether it's our big performance wear in the one pieces, everything has our colour going through it. 
which is really interesting because it helps people. I mean, in those weeks, unless we, yeah. we're constantly saying names, you might forget which one's which. <laughs> um, so with the colours, it helps people to keep that, um, to keep a reminder of who is who and, and, and to remember that as it goes through the show. But the, the, they've done such a good job with the costumes and they really do look amazing in the lights and everything. It, it really is, yeah, incredible work. And of course, I mean, Donnie is the is the Osman that people would maybe go to first. I mean, that must be fun to uh, to, to to have that. But do we get Osmond envy then, based on that, or are you, are you all enjoying the show together? Oh no, I don't actually think I don't think so really. I, mm-hmm. I it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. You go to the stage door, and some people are like my favourite's Wayne, my favourite's Jack. Uh, like it really does. It it changes. I don't I think I've met. Him. Between us, that's why I don't think we get, I don't think there's envy because I think the nice thing about the show is, is that even though it's written by Jay, it, everybody has their own story and each person has something to tell and, and some sort of arc that they have to work towards. It's about the five. Yeah. It's and about it, all five brothers equally and a story of brotherhood rather than it being about one being the star one being the lead vocalist one being whatever it's about the group and all of that within the group and i think again you said some people might be coming coming to the show thinking it's donny osman the musical i mean that is the the like you do see just in the distance Banners of Donny Osmond <laughs> <laughs> in the audience. Some and people have Donny faces, faces last night, like, and purple it, hats. I mean, there is a, a it's, slight it's towards amazing, Donny yeah. and the audience. A slight sweat. Yeah. yeah. It's great, like, with the envy thing. I don't think I, we feel that at all, because I don't know about you boys, but watching Joe do Puppy Love, uh, I'm watching his reaction to the crowd. <laughs> so it's like, and as well, because we spend so much time with each other on stage, when normally when we're on stage, we're on stage together. We're living each other's moments through each other. So I feel like we all experience it, even though we're all playing different characters, which yeah. is nice. This one can move. He's got the best grooves you'll ever see. Can, can ever. we have a little demonstration? Come on, have you yet? Come on, give us Do you want to see the purple Crocs as well? Oh, God, that is quality. And matching socks. Yeah, yeah. Look at him go. Chuck some disco music to that. You are away. It's going to drive everybody wild. It is the Osmonds musical. It is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 15th through to the 19th of March. 01902 is a box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets. Come along, see the boys in action. They're going to be bringing the Osmonds music to life, telling a story and basically having a blooming good time as they do it by the looks of things. You're a fantastic gang. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you in the show in Wolverhampton in March. Thank, Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Jam Rock Fridays at the North Street Social are the way to spend your Friday nights in the heart of Wolverhampton. Bash Chamberlain is along to tell me more. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to talk to you, and there's always loads going on. So what is happening with this whole new night? Um, Well, if you don't know much about a jam session, we set up the drums, we have bass guitar, we have various vocals, we we invite musicians and to come and jam they've never played together before and it creates uh just something new fresh um and inviting for like a musical hub and the venue is amazing you gotta come and check it out (laughs) 
Well, you never know what you're going to hear because you never know what's going to be on the show that night. Yeah, I play a few tunes in between to make people feel welcome. You know, if you want a song request, it's quite it's it's like a traditional pub atmosphere, but with that kind of gig end to it. You know, and um, I know I've got a lot of friends, um, musician friends, and so if they haven't got a gig, they can come down, have a drink, and. Uh, play 15 minutes with someone never played before and see if they can soon create some nice uh, musical energy, so to speak. And uh, we had the first night on Friday, the 18th of Feb, just gone. And I, I honestly, it was after the years, we, the couple of years we've had with the lockdowns and whatnot, this was, this. I've really felt like we were, we had something to, to, to work with there and they, uh, they, they are vibrant. The, we had a we had a mixed mixed crowd of young and old, elderly. So sorry, um, <laughs> and uh, we kept them going till two in the morning. And it was it was, it was so nice, so welcoming, and so it is so sociable. People weren't being sociable days, but we managed to create a night that was sociable. That's why the name. North Street Social is absolutely brilliant and it looks great. You have to come and check it out. I will be down there one Friday night in the not too distant future. That is the plan for definite. And uh, this is the first time I've ever done an interview about an event that has its own jingle as well. So we will take a little listen to that now. Explain what? How did how did that all come about? That's a good friend of mine, Jack Jones. He's currently in Wolverhampton, but he's a, he's a London boy. He's normally um, out in Dubai doing his hip hop and soul vibe um, performing. But had him come back, and I said, "No way! I've never had a jingle. Can you make me a jingle for this night?" He is absolutely brilliant when he's on the microphone when he's got a bass player and a drummer behind him. And he, um, you can throw words at him and he will make a rap out of it. It's absolutely brilliant. So I just said, you know, this is the, this is a few things. It's a Friday. It's ja it's called Jam Rock. We're going to be at North Street. So you should bass and drums. And yeah, that's what you get when you approach a musician for a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> well, brilliant stuff, and it's like, it's all about the ethos. It's, it's something done on the fly and absolutely fantastic, and that's the whole night. So, how much does it cost to get involved in all of this? Is there an entry into the pub, or uh, how does it work? It's free entry, and obviously we give we give free drinks for the musicians who get involved. Um, there's this board game. People were playing Jenga and and Plunkett. Do you remember that one? God, I remember. Oh, no. Kaplunk, that's the one. Kaplunk. There's people Kaplunk at the bar. <laughs> the 18, 19 year olds looking at me going, How did you play this? I haven't played that since I was about 10. <laughs> but it's, it's brilliant that people have got it. And they're, they're, 
my lady friend Valentina was playing Jenga at the bar. And it was just not, they've got loads of beer pong going on. So you can play with your friends and it's just nice. It's just, well, it's got a traditional pub element, but you're not, you don't just walk in there and sit on your own. There's a, there is a real social feel about it. If you're coming on your own, I'll introduce you to a group of nice people. And, and hopefully you'll, uh, you'll, you'll see that it's, um, it's a look, it really is. It's it's what Wolverhampton did on a Friday night. So yeah, it, it sounds absolutely amazing. Maybe really exciting about putting on these kind of nights, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of genres of music? I mean, we've got a hip hop uh, style jingle for it, but I suppose it can be anything. Whoever turns up, we had we had performers doing Radiohead, The Kinks. We had all sorts all sorts of tunes um, being played. Lola Loren, absolutely amazing vocalist. She did a couple of Amy Winehouse covers. They went down really well. And the bass player learned the bass line pretty soon. He had a look at what up the chords. And, and it's just nice how things go. You know, there's, there's um, it's, I'll even play, um, you know, a bit of bit of reggae, bit of R and B, whatever it is. I'll, I'll read the crowd. I like to see what it is. If there's if a bunch of Polish guys come in, I'll drop you some Polish tunes. <laughs> there isn't such a music policy on this. It is it's as multi genre as anything. We were playing ACDC and um, and the Cult near the end, but we were also playing sort of May and. Uh, I don't know, Usher, that sort of thing. So a, a massive mix, you know, whatever. It's party sounds for party people. And, you know, we, we all like our different things. Well, I was asking people for song requests, going around and introducing myself and uh, giving them stickers for the night, North Street Social stickers. So if you've got one of them, game on, get them out, pictures, hashtag, North Street Social, and hopefully we'll have another good Friday night coming up. Well, I'm going to turn up with some flyers for the radio show and the podcast, I think, as well, on Friday night. That'd be good fun. Do because you, I love what you do. You know <laughs> what you do, and you've got me up on a Sunday morning. There's very few people who let me get out of bed. At, I, I will get out of bed for on a Sunday. <laughs> I will for you. I will for you because yeah, I love your energy. I really do. You do a great service to the music scene of Wolverhampton and wow. and the vegetable section all 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 good well-being things you you support charities and health and um mindful health charities and things like that you're always making people aware of these things and they're very important I, especially for me myself as well I've had some issues over the lockdown and just people like yourself who are helping uh host people to to help and and support that's out there so well so i think you're going to be looking after a lot of people's mental health with what you're doing on a friday night so i think that's going to be good for absolutely everybody it's going to be a giggle you're going to get some great music and you're going to get a great get together as well so give us all the details of how people find you and when to turn up just on instagram or facebook north street social we're called jam rock we're working with that it's a new name and uh, every Friday, free entry from 7 p.m. till late. We went on till 2 a.m. last week, but we we never envisaged it. That was a, a really successful night. So l may that continue. So every Friday night, 
North Street Social. It's uh, the old little Civic. So it's next to the large Civic Hall in North Street in Wolverhampton. Well worth getting yourself along by the sounds of it. I will see you in the not too distant future on one Friday night. Meanwhile, have a brilliant time. Keep doing what you're doing and we look forward to more from you in the not too distant future, Bash. You too, sir. Bless you. Sorry for my gibberish. <laughs> Big love. Big up yourself and respect to all your listeners. Sam Lambeth is once again bringing more new music to the world. Nod Your Head is the brand new single and he joins me now to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm good. Good to catch up with you. Everything okay with you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, excited the single come out. Um, I think it was last Friday, so it's been a really, really good week and the reception's been really, really good. Okay, so uh, what, what is the current state of play with your music career? Because uh, over the years, I mean, we, we have to briefly touch on the fact you've been in a number of bands, run a number of different things, done some great work for charity along the way, and uh, now you have got a, a, a brand new single, and, and uh, it's all about head nodding. So what's what's the deal? Well, um, I started. Uh, I assembled a live band last year off the back of the EP that I released, Love and Exile, which I did on my own. Mm -hmm. But then I wanted to go and just geek, so obviously I needed to find a band. And uh, you know, uh, four people were uh, foolish enough to to sign up to it. <laughs> um, we started running through the songs from the record, but we also ran through some of my old songs as well. And one of them, on my head, which as you know, originally came out in two thousand and nine. It's, it's his way back, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, we started working together on it and um, kind of gave it a bit of a different Lisa life, a bit more of a different style. And I decided to take the opportunity to change the lyrics. And we were all really, really happy with it. And he was getting a good reception when we played it live. So we said, well, why not go into the studio and cut a brand new version of Not My Head? In the song itself, I say, I, I still have, since 2009, the, the chorus going round in my head. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that's there and, and, and with me. So what differences uh, can some Lambeth aficionados who have been with you for the last, what, nearly two decades of uh, your musical work uh, got, uh, got to look forward to? Oh, well, yeah, it's changed a lot. Um, you know, when I first wrote Not My Head, I imagined this kind of... Who's kind of Paul Simon style number? You know, I was always into old man music, you know. Um, <laughs> but then when I did it with the monobloggers, because we were all young and we was in our first rock band, we played it kind of fast and fuzzy and it was very much kind of punky, which I was happy with at the time. But over the years, I thought it'd be great to revisit how I initially wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so the new Dobberhead version is probably a bit more mature, <clears throat> leans more towards those early influences, like I say, like Paul Simon, like uh, Van Morrison, that kind of style. I think it's a bit more fuller, a bit more richer, because you've got the mandolin, the harmonica. Uh, you've got the new band that I play with, the four chords, their DNA is all over it as well. Um, so, yeah, I think the lyrics are a bit more grown up, a bit more reflective, and the whole style is a bit more mature. But the good thing is, you said it, it's, in, it's been in your head. Um, the good thing is it was an opportunity this time to annoy a whole new uh, flock of people because I keep getting messages from people going, I hate you because I can't get that bloody song out my head. So <laughs> I've had to annoy people again uh, over 10 years later. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, so when, when you said this is what you the, the signal, I thought, right, hang on, that, that that's an oldie, but uh, we, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it works out. But it's, 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 it's revamped and uh, reupholstered for a, a new generation. Yeah, totally different, I think. Um, you know, I'm proud of the first time I had that did, and I've got really fond memories of it. But I'm really, really pleased with this version because, again, it, like I said, it, it just sounds like how I imagined it the first time I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else is going on then? Uh, obviously, you're, you're revisiting some of the back catalogue, bring it up to where you want it to be. Are we, are we going to see a retrospective, uh, which is all going to be uh, reworked tunes, or have you got some brand new stuff that is going to be new earworms for people to endure? Well, I, I don't know earworms, but um, yeah, I'm working on some new stuff, some new, new stuff. Um, so it'd be great to, to get in the studio and do that. I think the plan is short term. We've got our headline gig on Friday the 18th of March in Dead Wax in Birmingham. Uh, we won last year, it's really, really good, so we're looking forward to going again. We're kind of seeing that's a bit of a, a bit of a victory lap, I suppose, in a way, to round up, you know, the, the year's touring that we've done and the promotion for the Love and Exile record. Uh, and I think then the plan is hopefully try and do some festivals if, if we get asked to do any, you know, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe in the autumn, start working on the new stuff I've got and he- head back to the studio. Uh, so in terms of gigs, we want to be a bit more selective this year so we can spend more time crafting new stuff because I've got the songs written. We just now need to work on them in the studio. So, so yeah, that's kind of the plan for the year ahead. But yesterday we went into um, the cellar rooms where we rehearsed and we, we recorded a live album. Uh, so it's really great to document the tour that we've been on and the songs that we've been playing. Um, but yeah, hopefully maybe in the summer, Late summer, and um, we'll release that as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we've got loads going on. It's uh, yeah, it's just been real fun, and uh, hopefully there's more to come. Yeah, so, so what banners are you putting that under? So it's uh, it's still Sam Lambeth, but uh, it's Sam Lambeth and the Four Chords now, um, which is quite so, important uh, to what you yeah. used to be able to play. Because I'm sure you only used to be able to do two, haven't you? <laughs> well, it's, it's been two decades, like you say. So I managed oh, yeah. to. <laughs> I managed to learn one more. And don't forget, it's them, not me. So they're the ones that know the chords, not me. That's all right, then. <laughs> but so uh, it, 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 it's almost like you know, Hank Marvin, The Shadows, uh, and, and, and the likes of uh, that sort of thing there. So you, you've got uh, uh, you know, a headline name and a group with you working with you. So uh, you know, this is it. You, you have proper official celebrity status. And, and how's the look going to go? Because um, I, 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 we, we always have to talk about this every time. <laughs> we'll get together because I never know what version of Sam Lambeth I'm going to get. And uh, this time around, as we speak, uh, as we are here on Zoom, I, I feel I've got some uh, a, a 70s detective, uh, maybe a private <laughs> investigator of some variety. So uh, the, the, the beard, the hair, is that, is that what the look you were going for or am I going to get kicked next time I see you? I mean, honestly, I always say that I'm going to stick to a look and then, as you know, I get bored and change it. But, um, yeah, I, I adopted this look for... Um, like I say, the Love and Exile record, which come out back in May. So, you know, I've stuck to this one quite rigidly. That's quite good um, for you. Yeah. I think for, for now, yeah, I'm going to keep it this, the check shirts, the the hair, the beard. It's easy. It's, I don't have to put much thought into it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And it's, it's, it's less man-made materials than uh, during the leopard print stage as well. Oh, God. I, I, I think I've burnt all the pictures. Um, <laughs> the only problem <laughs> is my, my mates still have them pictures. And the other night we went out for a meal. And there was a new a new person at the table. So my mate got out his phone and just showed her all the embarrassing pictures from that era. I mean, he's got more pictures of me than his girlfriend. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I was squirming. But but yeah, I think in like you say about the look, I think 
it's important that the look does match the sound, I think. Um, for me, anyway, I've always had that feeling. So the look I have at the moment, with, and as daft as it sounds, the look I have at the moment with the hair and the facial hair and the <laughs> check shirts, the jeans, the, the desert boots, you know, I think it just matches the sound that we've got. So as long as we keep doing this sound, it will still be this. And I can't afford to get new clothes now anyway. With the, oh, hair, so. <laughs> <laughs> the scale of it is uh, it, it, underneath whatever it is that you that you look, you don't look any older, which is the scary part as well. I don't know how you've managed that for the last nearly two decades that I've known you, but there we are. Monkey glands. Uh, that that that's it, that does it every time. Yeah, that's the next <laughs> band name. <laughs> right so okay where do we get everything that's going on at the moment then so there's, there's going to be back catalogue stuff as well and uh are both versions of nod out there oh yeah both versions are on spotify so uh sam lambeth is the name on spotify so type that in and i should come up uh facebook twitter instagram it's all sam lambeth music all one word all lowercase and obviously i'm on youtube and soundcloud as well so if you just type sam lambeth in it will it'll come up to um, and from those platforms you know all the updates about new releases and gigs are on there as well mm -hmm. and new haircuts and whether the facial <laughs> hair comes or goes but there we go uh, i limit the amount of selfies i put on these things yeah right <laughs> come on you're obsessed so, <laughs> so always good to speak to you uh, it's always a pleasure i love the music and uh, i always appreciate your time and uh, i'm looking forward to uh, to this one once again showing off your talents to the world because you absolutely deserve that so i'm yeah. thank you for joining us Thanks very much, mate. Thanks for all the support. When I was at school, I played the class fool, and I had no dad who would teach me how to fight. So I died. Oh
During their Tuesday through Sunday working week, the Lighthouse is always a busy and exciting place to be. Also COVID secure as well. We must remember that bit. Kelly Jeff, CEO, joins me now to let me know what's going on with their current features. Hello to you. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm all right. I trust we find you well. Yeah, not too bad. Good Keep stuff. On. That's, that's the way. It's all we can do. So uh, what is going on at the moment and what films are you showing down at Lighthouse? Well, uh, we, we're hitting half term, aren't we? Which has suddenly come... 100 mile an hour um so we've put on um some some great family films with um a, a cheap um family special ticket price so we're screening Encanto and Sing 2 um and uh, yeah I think everyone's raving about both of them mm -hmm. so that's our half term activity yeah that's good so that's going to be good and it's a chance to, to come down enjoy a film in the, the right environment on the big screen and uh, not only that be able to pick up popcorn and enjoy uh, uh, the, the whole cinema experience which is something I mean we we had fun with as kids but it seems to happen less for kids these days than it used to so half term is a brilliant chance to do it well, I think one of the key factors these days is how, you know, taking a family to the multiplex, it's not as simple as just getting your ticket and, you know, there's lots of other temptations and and it can get quite expensive, you know, and Lighthouse is, a, is an arts charity and independent cinema. We, we want to try and engage with as many people as possible and not exclude people, which is why we try to keep the ticket prices down. Mm -hmm. um, you know, £5 for children, anyone under 25, £5 any film. So it's keeping those tickets, you know, ticket prices affordable. Um, but also, you know, we, we don't sort of emphasise the popcorn culture. That's mm -hmm. not what we're about. It's an <laughs> it option. Is about, it is an option, but it's not something that we sort of, you know, it's people who come to, to, to see films at Lighthouse, it's usually to actually see the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a safe, you know, it's a safe space, and it's it's it feels more of a, a relaxed atmosphere. So you know that's why we try to encourage lots of families um, and um, to feel comfortable. Yeah, and there's always something else to see and do, and you're not being charged through the nose for that at the same time <laughs> as being there. You know, uh, there, there are no amusement games, are there? You know, there's nothing like that. Well, we've got, funnily enough, we've got traditional board games that you can play in the, in the cafe bar if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a football, little football table, uh, but we've also got the exhibition space, um, which is always got something interesting to look at. We've got um, we've got a wolf uh, sculpture, we've got a giraffe sculpture. That you know, you've got the actual you know experience experience of being in an old factory that's been renovated. It's just you know, if you haven't been in before, it's a real wow factor. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got a beautiful exhibition on as you walk through the building's doors at the minute. Um, you know, supported by the landlords and supported by everybody in the building, we were able to um, host one of the British Art Show uh, off-site nine uh, exhibitions, mm -hmm. which is beautiful uh, wool, you know, pieces of wool that have been sort of, I suppose, landscaped, really, mm -hmm. across the courtyard entrance um, ceiling area. And it's just mesmerising and it's part, you know, it's the theme of it is hope and connectivity and it's brightly coloured. So it's really lovely. And so we, we're really proud to be part of that um, off-site nine project as well. 
Mm -hmm. And I say that that is the ethos of the lightest. You say it's it's all about seeing things. I mean, even if you're not coming to see a film, go and see that. Then get tempted to go and see a film whilst you're there. Uh, you've got Lockwood's Cafe Bar as well, which is open not only during the day but also evening use too. And uh, weekends have been a, again another opportunity to get back down there and enjoy the experience of using the facility. Uh, so you've got half term films that's going to be running Tuesday onwards. Uh, the the half-term film started the weekend um, and they'll be right through till next Saturday, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, a full-on programme each uh, late mornings, all the times of the um, screenings are on the website. Um, the other films we've got showing this week um, have, have all got Oscar buzz, buzz about them and, <laughs> you know, award season. There's The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is the, the film about the... Um, Evangelist, the tele-evangelist couple who, uh, and she ended up becoming a, more of a champion for LGBT community and um, being involved in um, the HIV conversation in, in, mm -hmm. at that time in the 80s. Um, and you will not recognise Jessica Chastain. Oh my God, what a makeover. She spent hours and hours in make makeup apparently with prosthetics and because the Tammy Faye character, or the you know the woman who she was, was very very overly made up and very just really extreme <laughs> in her look. But the way that Jessica Chastain has captured it is amazing. So you know just for that it's worth seeing. But it is a really interesting story as well um, about the demons that money brings um, mm -hmm. and and all that side. There we've also got um, a wonderful animated film called Flea which um, is, it has been nominated for three Oscars. Um, it's been nominated for Best Foreign Film, Best Animated Feature and Best Documentary. So again, we're in, we, we encourage people to come and see that, not just because of the subject matter, but because animated feature films, especially for an adult audience, you know, you don't come across them very often and it's really great. We're really proud to be showing that film. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's the basic storyline is an Afghan, a young Afghanistan um, man who, who um, travels, you know, flees Afghanistan, but he, he does have other kind of a secret that he's that he's holding that needs to be that needs to come out, um, and it's all about how that's dealt with. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Um, and the other, we've got a big blockbuster on at the moment as well, which is Death on the Nile, Kenneth Banner's new directed piece, uh, mm -hmm. which is star, star study. I think even Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders crop up in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it's Cal Gardot and, um, and Kenneth Branagh, of course, playing the, the, the Poirot character. So, again, it's a spectacle. People have been coming out saying it is actually, you know, a feast for the eyes and... Um, we all know that these films have been done before, but you still tend to forget who the murderer was. <laughs> and, and also, it's it's seeing it told in a different way with different effects. It, it is about seeing somebody else play that character and their take on that character as well. And, and Kenneth Branagh likes to throw himself into these things completely, doesn't he? Absolutely. Well, he just loves it, doesn't he? But one of the interesting um, bits of feedback that we've had is... Um, apparently the opening sequence is, is almost like a um, Discovery Channel piece about you know, the history of the Nile, or it gives you a sense of, like, a travel documentary. So that's quite interesting that you're all going to learn something about, <laughs> about the Nile. So uh, so that's Death on the Nile. We've got that um, for, for two weeks. And 
then we're going heading towards March. Oh my God, heading towards March already. Frightening, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, but just to tie up, just to bookend uh, February, we have two classics which we are so pleased to be screening. Um, in memory of Sydney Poitier, we'll be screening the, the classic Guess Who's Coming to Dinner um, Saturday, next um, Saturday afternoon. And then we've got, sorry, next Sunday afternoon, 27th. And then we've got The Godfather. We are planning on showing the whole trilogy over the next three months, as they've all been reissued due to anniversaries. This is the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. So come and get you to come and have a Saturday night out and watch a classic on the big screen. Everybody raves on about, oh, The Godfather's my favourite film. Oh, I think The Godfather's my favourite film. So, well, come and, come and watch it, you know, yeah. then it should be watched and come exactly. and celebrate. Just so it should be, and in particular, if, like you and me, it is also the same age as you, uh, which I think uh, is, is, is a thing too, isn't it? Well, that's rude. <laughs> I'm proud to be a vintage, a vintage age, just like The Godfather. I think we're, right. I think we're doing all right, Dave. I think, I think we both are. If anybody doesn't know, we went to school together in the same year, so uh, this is oh. the reason I'm allowed to be rude to Kelly about her age, because I'm the same age. But there we go. Well, there's lots to see. Give us the web address and the phone number, please. Yeah, so it's um, www.light-house.co.uk, and you can call us during our opening hours. Opt office is open. It's usually covered from um, late morning, early afternoon, as we don't open in the mornings and we don't open Mondays. Mm -hmm. So you can call 01902 925 and book tickets over the, over the phone. There are, there are no extra charges if you book over the phone. If you book online, there's a small booking fee. Um, or you can come into box office and book tickets directly. Most of the screenings at the moment, you can just turn up if you want to spontaneous visit you can just turn up in the main you can get tickets as you walk through the door but yeah, if you want to make sure everything's set up get yourself booked in you'll know exactly where and when you're going to be and it will be an amazing experience because it is it's always lovely down the lighthouse lighthivenhouse.co.uk and go along and see what is happening and be part of it kelly jeff ceo of the lighthouse thank you for joining us thanks jason see you soon That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 662 next week. It'd be lovely to have you along. I'll see you then. ta for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.